0: And welcome to mind your business i'm kuhu and i'm malika and we're here to talk about all things mental
1: health so sit back and listen in as we make your mind your business Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to episode 3 of Mind Your Business, a podcast that prioritizes your mind. For today's episode, we don't have a speaker per se because we feel like the topic we're addressing today is relatable in individual ways, not only to us but also everyone hearing in. So yeah, Kuhu, why don't you take us over the topic for today a little bit?
0: Hello everyone, I'm so excited for today's discussion Uh, and that's because it's something that we're really familiar with. And uh, it's productivity guilt. Now, what productivity guilt is, it's this nagging feeling where you feel guilty for not always doing something that is considered useful in society. It's honestly really, really terrible and makes you feel like if you don't do everything in your capacity to be creative and successful and ambitious and driven, you're lazy and you're a failure. Malika, help me out with an example here. I think it's like a culmination of things. Like... Unless you don't wake up at
1: 5 a.m., do yoga, do a whole workout, sit for an online class, cook, socialize, work on an exciting project. Like, you know, if you don't do all of this, you're not productive.
0: Exactly, right? Like That's so exhausting, just like listening to you say that. Yeah,
1: I mean, like like you said, it's so exhausting just in speech. Being under that actual pressure to actualize that feeling of just doing enough and being enough can be so much more disheartening because at the end of the day, it's not humanly possible to accomplish everything we
0: look for, you know? Exactly. And to start our discussion off, I'm going to go back to what we always do. I'm going to start with a quote. And the quote goes, It's about preserving myself in a society that conditions us to conflate our worth with our level of productivity. Hmm. Indeed. It's a heavy, heavy <laughs> quote. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this quote sums
1: up what the goal is to counter this societal norm and expectation, you know. The question is, however, like, how do we do that? We're conditioned Mm -hmm. to be greedy. We're conditioned to constantly want more. So how do we convince ourselves that, you know,
0: okay, we've done enough for right now? Yeah, I mean, it's so difficult to like even identify that you have productivity guilt. But once you're done identifying it, it's so tough to move past it. Like, it's just scary, right? And
1: speaking of identifying it, you know how we never think we can personally be prone to something like the self-fulfilling bias? Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, I think I know what you mean, right? Like for us, if if I do something, I'm being resourceful and I'm being productive. But if it's you doing it, you have yeah. productivity guilt.
1: Exactly. Like it's like it can happen to someone else, but it can't really happen to me. You know, when I'm doing it, it's okay feel like it's important to establish that productivity guilt not only exists in all of us, but it has
0: forever, like for a really long period of time. I know this is something that you feel really passionately about. And I feel like you have a lot to say about this topic. So do you like have a theory for us?
1: You know it. So um, in the 1920s, There was a Russian psychologist by the name of Bluma Zigarnik. I'm not sure about this pronunciation, so forgive me if I'm wrong. But she came upon the concept of productivity guilt accidentally, actually. So Hmm. she was out for dinner with her friends and she noticed a waiter who was taking all the orders by memory instead of actually writing them down. What's more surprising is that he didn't forget or mess up a single order. Once she and her friends had left the restaurant, she realized that she had left her scarf behind. Hmm. But when she went back, and this is where it gets interesting, the waiter didn't remember her at all. The waiter explained himself by stating that he only remembered people until he took their orders. And once the orders were sent out, then
0: immediately he let them slip from his short-term memory. Are you kidding me? That sounds like the greatest superpower, but also the greatest curse ever. Yeah, right? It's
1: like some weird uh, waiter, gajni kind of situation going on. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, the Zigarnik effect essentially reveals that our brain's learning resources are occupied by unfinished tasks. So, it's always kind of looking for more things to do the minute one thing is over. And that's the first thing that comes in ahead. head. Like, it's right in the front. So, do you
0: mean that like constantly highlighting all of the things we have left to do and keeping it at the forefront of our mind, we don't give ourselves enough space uh, to process the productivity we've already achieved. Like we have a constant and endless mentality of okay, watch now, watch now, because it's at this, it's like at the center of our mind. But we've achieved so much, and that's not something we're processing. Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. That's really interesting. I've never thought about it that way, but you know. Even if you put a theory to it, and now that you know that this exists, how do you counter it? Especially at a time like this, when we're all stuck at home, and all we can do is be productive in the conventional sense, what do you do? So,
1: you know, I think first and foremost, it's important, like for me, I think it's important to personally understand that productivity in its truest sense isn't a bad thing. It's necessary. We're contributing members of like this capitalist society, but what we need to understand is where is that line between being productive and just being busy?
0: No, I get it. And, you know, I think we're burdened with enough responsibility as is, right? Like there's work or school, there's your personal or your social life, you have social media. And like now with the quarantine, you have increased housework, you're doing bharatan all the time. It's a lot, right? And like like you said, like we can't avoid it, but we can. And correct me if I'm wrong here. Acknowledge it and reduce some of the pressure we put on ourselves, you know, because that's exactly what it is. It's pressure that we are putting on ourselves.
1: Yeah, definitely. And that's what I think like just giving ourselves credit is so important and goes such a long way in reducing that guilty feeling.
0: I know, right? Like you deserve the nap in the middle of the day or a snack or just three full meals a day in general. And you deserve to be proud of yourself for an obligation as simple as responding to a text or an email. I don't understand why these are not considered tasks productive enough. And we just take for granted how much we actually accomplish on a daily basis. And that just becomes the main contributor to Productivity Guild.
1: Yeah, I I loved what you mentioned about recognizing your accomplishments. Because coming back to the theory for a second, it just proves how the second we complete a task, we're looking for another. And to quote Anjali from Kuch Kuch Hota Hai, take a chill pill. I know it sounds horribly when I put it like that, but what I mean to say is it's just so important to congratulate yourselves for even the small things that you do and you've done, like sending out that email
0: or replying to like a few DMs. you know. So yeah, congratulations, Kuhu. Wow, I feel so nice. That sounds amazing. Uh, Congratulations to you, Malika. And, uh, you know, coming to one of the most basic and essential criterias that you mentioned for reducing productivity guilt is just stop comparing yourself to other people. Louder. Please say that louder. Everyone needs to hear this. <laughs> exactly. You know, just because somebody wakes up at five, goes for a two-kilometer run and then comes back and writes a book and submits their college research paper on time, it doesn't mean that you have to, you know... Think about what that person is sacrificing in all that they're achieving. And that's not to say that that is not good for them. You definitely deserve to live a totally self-fulfilling and relaxed life. But we've mentioned this before on our first episode, that looks different for everybody, right? For them, it looks like, like I said, waking up at five, going for a two-kilometer run. But that's not how it has to look like for you. You know, if you think about being overproductive, you won't really reach productivity in the truest sense because shouldn't that be what productivity is living a self-fulfilling relaxed life you explained that so
1: well like so perfectly and to add I think instead of comparing productivity should be about focusing on the tasks that are important to us and those that make us happy like you said it's subjective right and we've discussed this before like personally running for two kilometers in the current monsoon weather that is in Bombay it doesn't make me happy and it really makes my legs hurt but doing a light variation of a workout in my house and having enough water does make me really happy so
0: you know it's just subjective to every person.
1: Exactly and
0: you know I remember at the start of the lockdown just seeing social media made me feel like I wasn't being productive enough and the productivity guilt ate me alive it forced me to take on so many tasks on my plate at once just looking at whatever opportunities i had and i grabbed them and i had so much on my plate that by the end of like may i was completely emotionally and mentally burnt out that's what it is like we see on social media that people are having a productive quarantine and that's really wonderful for them but That's not what productivity looked like to me. And comparing myself to those people led to a complete uh, burnout for me. And I, I think that's when I knew that there was a problem. And now productivity for me... Looks like just, you know, answering an email or answering a DM. I'm so bad at replying to messages. But that's what productivity is for me. Just making time for my friends, making time for the things I like. But also accomplishing the tasks that I have to on a daily basis. But not pushing myself to do it, you know.
1: I'm so glad that you brought this up. Because I think when we're talking about productivity especially at a time like this, I think it's so important to also check in on friends during all of this. Because like you said, you know, like, especially with you, I remember you taking up a lot in the beginning of quarantine. And from my perspective, it looked like you were really, you know, making the most of your time. And I was like, wow, who is really, you know, going out there and achieving so much? I had no idea the internal stress and anxiety you were feeling because of it. And I just feel like it's too important as friends to like check in on your friends and see if they're doing okay. Because, you know, these jokes are constantly made online, like memes are there about like taking three naps a day or eating too much during quarantine. But these jokes, while they are hilarious, are also in a way responsible for normalizing this capitalist culture. And that then makes us feel like we're not doing enough. So yeah, I completely agree with what you said. And I also really want to reiterate that please check in on your friends and your loved ones and see if they're doing okay. Just because it looks like, you know, they're having the time of their life and are being super productive and healthy with their lifestyles doesn't
0: mean that's actually how they're feeling. I couldn't have said it better myself. And, you know, I think a simple, for real though, like, are you getting enough sleep? Like, or are you eating three meals a day? Just small things like these when talking to your friends goes such a long way in them feeling Mm -hmm. more human, you know? Thank you for using the
1: word human. Coming to the last, but definitely not the least, you, you're the most important. Check in with yourself. I understand it's hard to be mindful of our thoughts and our behaviors because society has conditioned us almost to feel like we're playing a role more than ourselves. We're always oh I'm a student, I'm a daughter, a girlfriend, I'm a friend but more than all of that we're human and that's just it's so basic but so tough to just accept and
0: understand. Hmm. Exactly right and you know It will take so much time, but it's small changes like these that end up changing an entire cultural pattern and it has to begin with you. There will always be assignments and projects and commitments, but in completing them, you absolutely cannot take your health, whether that be physical, mental, or emotional for granted. And, you know, I think we can essentially boil this down to a few questions. And uh, the questions are, do you think people will do better and more than me. Yes. Okay. Do you think the world will wait or slow down for me? No. And that's okay, right? Like, it's my responsibility to do my best to try and make the world less overwhelming for myself. The world is not going to slow down, but I can change the way I'm perceiving the world and the space that I take in the world. And... That is what's going to help me be productive. But more than that, be happy with myself and take care of my health. You know, I deserve to not be doing something all the time. I understand we live in a society where being productive is a necessity. But at the core of the matter, it's to do what you can. And like you said, acknowledge your existence as a human being.
1: Completely agree with you on that one, Kuhu. I think as we come to concluding today, we've established that productivity and happiness is subjective. You know, for some people, organizational tools can help, you know, like stationery and making schedules and binders and just arranging things. For other people, like we spoke about today, a little bit of self-reflection, a little bit of, you know, just accepting that you are human and it's okay for certain things to happen and you not to accomplish everything at one time. And talking to friends in another, like you said. So, yeah, I think that's where we've come to by the end of today.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I'd like to end today's discussion with another quote, actually. I think we're a little obsessed with quotes, uh, but (laughs) it goes, Life is unpredictable and we never know what tomorrow will bring. Make sure to schedule in the things that matter to you, whether that is Sunday brunch with your family, bedtime with your kids, drinks with friends, Hiking, traveling, cooking, etc., says Shoshé. When you get to the point in your life where you feel like you're running out of time, you won't be congratulating yourself on all the tasks you crossed off your to-do list. You'll be thinking back on the memories you created and the times you shared with the people you care about. Those are priceless. Woohoo! I love that. I really love that. And um, with that, we come to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in everyone and listening to yet another episode. Remember to prioritize and take pride in yourselves and all that you do. We're all so proud of you. And something else to remember. It's your
1: mind. Your business. Until next time. Bye-bye.